Well, welcome everyone to an Abundance Group Trust Business and Foundations Q&A call for Monday, January 22nd, 2024. I am celebrating that I am out of the hospital and able to be here with all of you today. Yay! And that Ben is here with me. I guess I just have to get sick every so often and scare the you-know-what out of him. So he comes down to see me. I guess that's one way to do it. <laughs> right? There's so, got to be an easier way. <laughs> I would think, but, you know, lately it's not so easy to get Ben to come see Annie Gina. So I'll take him however I can get him. So who else has celebrations? Well, I was happy that uh, I was finally able to connect with my family and finally celebrate Christmas the, with nobody having COVID. So, oh my goodness, you're just now finally getting over it, Todd. Well, no, we've been over it, and then uh, when we were going to get together the next weekend, my nephew came down with it two hours away from us. So, oh my <laughs> that goodness, threw us off a little bit, and then we just had to get out of the state last weekend. To Florida, and it was 50 degrees. <laughs> oh, where'd you go in Florida? Titusville, over okay. uh, east of Orlando. Yeah, but we did get to see a rocket take off, which was cool. Oh, that, that's always cool. I have seen many, and it is really neat to watch. It was. Cool. Anybody else's celebrations? <laughs> I'm signing the paperwork for closing for my lot. Oh, that's it's awesome. Sold. Yes, finally. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Anybody else? I'll, I'll, I'll chime in and, and hopefully we'll get her on, on Wednesday. But uh, the Schreibers might be having a new grandchild this week. Well, I am having a new granddaughter, two of them. She is scheduled for 7.30 a.m. on Wednesday. So we will not be having calls either Wednesday or Friday because I will be enjoying my new grandbabies. Cool, cool. I'm so excited. I can't begin to tell you guys. Okay. Well, do we have any new people on the call today for the first time? I didn't even look. Not that I'm saying. Okay, good. Then let's go jump into questions with both feet. We have a question from Kirk Phillips who says, I purchased my trust at the end of 2023. I'm assuming I need to file an empty return. Can I hold off on the tax filing purchase through the trust purchase and use it for 2024 filing when I have conveyed assets and it's more involved than 2023 would be? So an empty return. By that, I think you mean a zero-sum tax return? Your trust is not required to file a return 
until such time as it has a minimum of $650 in income. If it has less than $650 in income, it's not required to file a return. So if it's not required to file a return, it's your choice to file the return for 2023. If it was me, I would just say don't file the return for 2023 if you didn't have income. Hopefully that makes sense. There's only one other question asked in advance, also from Kirk, that says, I've learned that I need to be the beneficiary before conveying any assets. Is investing in a syndication or other and titling it in the personal trust a no-no when I'm still trustee? So understand what the issue is. It's literally conveying of assets and liabilities to the trust. It's an issue because of the fact that when you do the transaction, making the conveyances happen, if you were the original seller, because you owned it before, so you're now you're selling it to the trust, and you're the trustee, and therefore you hold equitable title in the name of the trust, then it's a, what's called a related party transaction under Section 267 of the Tax Code. It lays out all the different things that are considered related parties. Uh, I lost my train of thought as to where I was going with it. So if you're investing in the syndication, you got to get cash into the personal trust somehow, right, in order to do the investment. It's not a problem for the trust to invest in the syndication because it's not conveying of an asset to the trust. It's the trust making an investment. But if you've got to get the cash into the trust, that in and of itself is a conveyance through a sale of an asset, namely cash. So I don't know how else to say that. Uh, hopefully that explains it better. Okay, I think that's all that's asked in advance on business trust. I'll go take a peek at foundations. Nope, haven't had any new foundation questions in forever and a day. Do you guys want me to go look at personal trust questions? Nope, never mind. There aren't any new personal trust questions either. That's wild. So that's what we got. Who else has questions? Hi, Dr. Gina. Yes. Um, so in regard to uh, conveying cash into the truck, uh, so you, you're going to have to do it at the fair market value anyway, at the, at the face that value, thing, right? So, so there is no issue of being a trustee, right? If you are doing it with cash, correct. Okay. Um, I have another question uh, about the uh, PTC. Um, how, how do I know if it 
has already been uh, registered as a C corporation. It's a good question. Ben, you got an answer? When CloudPeak releases to you your EIN info and you know that they've done pulled the PTC, Nadine will send you an email with a form for you to complete, and then they will use that information to file that. I actually just spoke with her about that. Is that yesterday? I think it was over the weekend. Okay, so so I need to coordinate with uh, Nadine to have it converted as a to into a C corporation then. So so then um, follow up to that. Uh, so because the wait 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 wait, yeah. wait don't go any further for a minute. Okay. Um. Ben, do the clients have to do anything to get the C corp election filed, or is that just happening automatically? It won't happen automatically. Nadine will send you an email. And if she if you haven't received one from her yet, again, we just talked with her just this last weekend over it. Isn't uh, that a choice you make when you actually file returns? No. It's like an S-Corp election. Very similar. There's a form that has to be filed. Beforehand. Otherwise, it, it gets taxed as a disregarded entity. And that's a problem with the PTC. If you are acting as the manager and you are the grantor and trustee of the purpose trust, if it becomes a disregarded entity, then any quote-unquote income to the PTC would flow through to the member, which is the purpose trust. And since it's a grantor trust, it would flow through to its grantor. Now, it's not like your PTCs are designed to be making a bunch of money, but better safe than sorry. Well, I, I file almost, I have in the past filed all my returns with LLCs as disregarded entities, which, which I believe we did in 2021 and 22 for the uh, different properties as well. Now I have to think about that. I don't think that's what happened for the second half of them. Hmm. So, right. so is a, is this a, this is, I guess, the perfect time to um, convert uh, PTC into a C corp and designate a new manager, right? That the manager designation should have been whoever you designated when you created the PTC and filled in the intake questionnaire. Right. So uh, we we actually discussed this uh, earlier, and uh, you suggested that it probably does not matter until everything is finalized. Then uh, I can just uh, uh, designate a manage manager, uh, like a, instead of me, because it was created uh, using my SSN. So so the EIN was obtained using my SSN, but uh, I can. Well, just, it would uh, be. It always uh, would be. Because right. it's an LLC, not a C Corp. It's an LLC taxed as a C Corp. Right. So in order to create the EIN, it's got to use your social in the first place. Yeah. So so wait, we used my social instead of the social of my 
future manager. So, so I at this point I'm going to uh resign as a manager and uh and I guess the, the new manager will take over. Um the so so because the LLC, the PTC was formed and got its EIN in uh, December of last year. I, I imagine I still have to file a, a tax uh, return for 2023? For the LLC? The PTC? Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for, for, for the PTC. It is Blaze here? See his otter? I don't see him. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I believe the same rule applies. If you don't have $600 in income, I don't think it has to file a return yet. Okay, okay. That sounds good. And, and either way, it would be it would be taxed as a disregarded entity in 2023, even if I had to file a return. Correct. Okay. Um, Dr. Gina, when, when do you anticipate those uh, documents for the... Uh, um, non-specific purpose trust and the operating we agreement. We just PTC. got the final everything from Cloud Peak late yesterday. Stupid. So Ben's working on it. Okay. Most excellent. Thank you but so at much. At least we got that. So and and actually may I ask you one more question. Um yes. I I uh I am not able to get a hold of uh Mr. Joe McHugh. Do you recommend someone else to um to be um, a trust protector? Yes, I just hung up from him right before this call. I don't know if he's on the vendor's page. Ben, if Stephen Edland is not on the vendor's page, could you add him to the vendor's page, please? Yeah. And his name is Stephen Edland. He's local for me. He's in Sarasota. Um, Christmas 2022, he actually had Christmas dinner at my house. Oh. What's nice about Stephen is he's an attorney, he does litigation, he's a tax attorney, and he's also a real estate broker. So for those of you needing a trusted trust protector, uh, he'd be a good choice if you're in real estate. Uh, Gina, can you post that information? For us. Yeah, Ben's getting it for you. Thank you. And it we, will be added to the vendors page later today. Awesome. Uh, be, so because uh, I'm in California, would you still uh, recommend uh, to go uh, uh, that route rather than... Uh, yeah, your trust go, protector my, my doesn't have to like be... My, my neighbor? It, the trust protector doesn't have to have any specific jurisdiction. Okay, okay. Excellent. Thank you so much. Remember, your trust doesn't have any ties to California anyway. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, I was just thinking out of convenience in in case I have, have to go and knock on uh, on uh, his door. It's a lot more convenient for for me to to drive Sorry. few miles and uh, uh, and now and not knock on Joe McHugh's door than travel to Sarasota. Or if something comes up, you let me know, and I'll drive the hour to Sarasota, grab some chicken at Yoder's, talk to Stephen, <laughs> and then come home. <laughs> Okay, thank you. That, that sounds great. There you go. <laughs> thank you. Okay, who else has questions? 
Gina, I put one in the chat. Gotta make it hard, don't you, Carol? I can read it. My question Thank is, because <laughs> I never know if my microphone's going to work. Um, what rights do descendants of beneficiaries have after the death of a named beneficiary of our trust? So if I die, do my beneficiaries have any rights? I mean, I mean, my descendants, like my kids, if they're sure. not on the trust. Uh, can I ask the, can I answer it with a question? Of course. Even while you're alive, what rights do your beneficiaries have? Uh, as the, as well, I'm going to be a trustee now. So, oh yeah, they don't really have any. Right. They, they there, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So oh. doesn't change once you're gone. Oh yeah. That's, that's why people get trusts. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's <laughs> why people get this kind of trust. Right. Right. Oh, that's true. Right. A trust that has a dynasty provision that continues from one generation to the next. Okay, so... And in okay. your case, because you've built such an amazing real estate empire during your lifetime, it is even more important than for most of our other clients that when you set up your divisions in your business trust, one for the property management division, one for each property, you should really take the time to create that uh, certificate operational rules, oh, operational okay. rules, yeah, so yeah. that it can be a roadmap for whoever is taking over when you're gone to operating all of those divisions of the business trust. Yeah, I bookmarked our um, that one call that, so somebody had shared theirs and I'm going to like, yeah, I'm going to modify it you know, put it into my words, but it was a great um, template somewhat. Awesome. Thank Last you. week while I was out sick, one of the things that I've been working on is finalizing all of the details of the upcoming event in Tampa, May 6th through the 9th. And one of the things that made its way into the itinerary and cut in stone in the itinerary is that there will be breakout sessions all three days that will be designed specifically for your successors and your heirs. Even your heirs, heirs, kids are welcome. I oh, am nice. so excited about doing that for you guys. Obviously, like everything else we do in Tampa, it will be recorded. It will be stored in the client services portal. So future generations that need it will be able to get back to it. Wow, that's a great idea. Awesome. That's great. That's that's very good, Gina. Thank you. You're very welcome. So that also means you guys get to bring more than just a significant significant other to the event. Emails will be coming out probably about a week from now with all the details. So watch for them. Who else has questions? And Carol, by all means, bring your girls again. They were awesome. Who else has questions?
I had one on the uh, maybe getting a little bit into the weeds on the administration again to address. Oh, you got to be kidding, Kevin. Don't get into the weeds with me not being 100%, but go ahead. Okay. Well, so I was just looking at so at section three, since that's where it's defined. Um, basically, the question is regarding because I know we've briefly touched on it regarding like especially for California. Um, but what I'm noticing is in 3.22 of the trust, it's saying principal place of uh, of administration, and in my particular case, it happens to have. California versus South Dakota. Yeah, that was your choosing. <laughs> correct, correct. But I'm just, I'm just wondering that should potentially then be something I get. I work with Ben to change, but the question, I guess, is the way I read the uh, the probate statute for California is even if I had South Dakota there, if I have any property or uh, or actually any address as trustee in California that it's going to actually uh, revert to California, even if the, even if it, you know, came to a court situation where we have South Dakota there that the court, the way the, the, the probate law reads is it says it'll revert to the local jurisdiction of where the court is. So I guess the, the question is, is does that, can, is there a way of overriding Kevin, I've it? Never, I've never read anything on the California probate statutes. So couldn't tell you. Ask Joe McHugh. Okay. I guess all I was maybe going forward with or asking is, and I'll double check with Joe, but it's, it's a scenario of is there a way of sort of in the contract getting a uh, sort of wording it such that it overrides what's in a statute Well, first of all, it's not a statutory trust. It's a contract. So Correct. I don't know why you're looking at statute for anything. Statute doesn't apply. It's a contract. The only statutes that apply are those related to contracts. Okay, so maybe the question was more fundamental, I guess, than is from a, from a legal standpoint, then because it's a contract, a judge can't... Uh, look at the statutory regulations and say I'm going to override what the contract says. Well, a judge could do that. I mean, you can't stop a judge from doing something. It might not be correct, but I can't say that without looking at the statute. Got to go. Okay. Typically, it's not. Anybody else? Okay, guys, well, we will be back next week, same time, same place. No personal trust calls on Wednesday or Friday so that I can enjoy my new granddaughters when they get here. I'll send pics. Yay. Congratulations. Thank you. Have a great rest of your week, guys. I'll see you next you week. Too. You too. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.